here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. There was a hearing today, and at this hearing, the Republicans are trying to get to the bottom of the politicization of the FBI and the Department of Justice and other elements of federal law enforcement in the White House. The Democrats on the committee were running interference. The Democrats on the committee were attacking the Republicans. Not a single Democrat on the committee asked a single question about what the FBI, the Department of Justice, and the others have been doing. Not one. Just as they didn't care about what Twitter had done, they didn't care at all. In yesterday's hearing. So the Democrat Party has made it abundantly clear, as have their Democrat media surrogates, the incredibly dopey and stupid Joe Scarborough and his ilk, that they believe in totalitarian government. As long as it's unleashed against people who they do not agree with. So the media believe in totalitarian government, the Democrat Party believes in totalitarian government. Clearly, Biden and his spokes idiots believe in totalitarian government. And why wouldn't they? They're the ones in charge of the government, even when they don't win elections. It's really quite amazing. Joe Biden is out there today saying the Republicans still want to destroy Social Security and Medicare. What do the Republicans have to do to demonstrate otherwise? It doesn't matter. It's the big lie. The Democrat Party was founded in hate for America, founded in hate for American principles, and it has continued in that vein ever since. Pushing anti-black racism, coddling the Klan, coddling its own bigots and racists and segregationists. Today, embracing Marxism, 
attacking the family and parents, anti-white racism and anti-Semitism. That's the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has no problem with radical leftists at Twitter or Facebook or Google or the rest conspiring with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and or other entities and or political operatives to censor information, to advance the cause of the, of the government and the Democrat Party and to interfere in our elections. And so the reporting is really quite bizarre, watching the cackling and the slobbering and the idiocy that is the corrupt American media when serious issues are being dealt with. Serious issues are being dealt with by these committees. And who would expect anything but this? given the participation of the Democrat Party corrupt media in some of the greatest interferences in the American system and American elections known to a free people. Whether it was 2016, whether it was the initiation of a criminal investigation of an innocent president, whether it was the celebration of a corrupt Speaker of the House, who was destroying all the traditions and institutions of that organization. And whether they sit there blithely, and worse, happily, as somewhere near a thousand American citizens have been rounded up, and have served time in a horrendous jail system in Washington, the vast majority of whom committed no acts of violence, were charged with or plead to parading and trespassing on government property. Notice how they ran the January 6th committee. There was no effective minority. And here we have the kamikaze Democrats doing everything they can to disrupt, to derail, to degrade efforts by the Republican majority to get to the bottom of the corruption that is our federal government. This will not end well. This will not end well for our culture, for our society, for the people in this country. If the Democrat Party continue to undermine efforts to get to the bottom of the corruption and the abuses of power by the most powerful entities in our government. When people are frustrated, when people have nowhere to turn, when people feel their lives are out of their control, their freedoms are under assault, their ability to speak and learn and gather information is being censored. They don't take it well, particularly if they're red-blooded Americans. Not a single Democrat today on this committee was interested in any answers. Not a single Democrat yesterday. When that committee was looking into the Twitter files, had any interest in what was uncovered. Not one. 
Not one. The Democrat Party is a kamikaze party. It wants to take down this country. It is the party of the American Marxist. It is the party of the mob. It is the party of unlawfulness. It is the party that despises our founding and embraces critical race theory, embraces the criminalization of parental protests, embraces charging people who disagree with them on issues like life versus abortion. It is a party that would be more than happy to see what conservative voices are left in this country and media platforms, the few that there are, to be shut down and destroyed. It is the party that seeks to put Donald Trump in prison. It is the party that seeks to destroy Ron DeSantis' reputation. It is the party that treats Republicans, even you moderate rhinos out there, as if you're part of some neo-Nazi movement, the MAGA movement. Extreme MAGA, super MAGA. Using the language and the demagoguery of the most vile and heinous fascistic and Marxist regimes in world history. That's their tactic. Republicans want to destroy the country. Don't elect them. They're out to destroy democracy. They're out to destroy Social Security and Medicare. They're out to destroy the middle class. They exist to, to get money into the pockets of big oil and big pharma. That's what the Democrat Party has to say. So Chuck Rassley gives testimony today. He's a man who's 89 years old. He's been around a long time. He's a man of enormous integrity. And none of it's being covered. None of it. If he was a 27-year-old former staffer to Donald Trump who gave testimony with the assistance and direction of Liz Cheney, much of the testimony being false. He would be paraded around as a great patriot. Here in part is what he said today. Cut three, go. Further allegations to my office involved FBI personnel at the Washington field office who improperly ordered information to be closed by the FBI related to Hunter Biden's potential criminal conduct in October 2020, just before the election, even though it was verified or it was verifiable. Other whistleblower disclosures to my office make clear that the FBI has within its uh, possession very significant, impactful, and voluminous evidence with respect to potential criminal conduct by Hunter and James Biden. These disclosures also allege that Joe Biden was aware of Hunter Biden's business arrangements and may have been involved in some of them. We still aren't sure 
what's been done with this information. That should be an earth-shaking bit of testimony. From the longest serving, I think, senator now in the United States Senate. But it's met with yawns, crickets, and even worse, denunciation by so-called news organizations. Then there's Ron Johnson, who when he appears on Meet the Depressed or other shows, is viciously attacked because frauds, phonies, and fools like Chuck Todd, Democrat front people, they're not interested in facts. Cut four, go. Throughout my testimony, I am not talking about the men and women in government who conduct themselves with integrity and patriotism. But at the outset, it is important to recognize corrupt individuals within federal agencies that I am talking about are not acting alone. They operate as vital partners of the left-wing political movement that includes most members of the mainstream media, big tech social media giants, global institutions and foundations, Democrat Party operatives, and elected officials. As the Twitter files reveal, these actors work in concert to defeat their political opponents and promote left-wing ideology and government control over our lives. Mm -hmm. And they said a lot more, as did other people. And all they were was dismissed, and some witnesses were attacked. As the Republicans tried to get the information out. To a corrupt media that's participated in the whole thing. Whether it's Hunter Biden's laptop, whether it's the classified information subsequently found that Joe Biden had, whether it was Hunter Biden, period, whether it was the lies, the Democrat Party and their operatives in the FBI and the Department of Justice have spread, the vile, vicious attacks on parents in this country who were protesting at school board meetings. I still hear people's lives were threatened by these parents. Who? Which one? But that still doesn't give the FBI and the Department of Justice jurisdiction to go after them. It's a local police matter. Somebody knows about that or to contact the local sheriff or the local police chief. Not the anti-terrorism task force or the civil rights division of the Justice Department. Plus, we know it was all an inside game. We all know this. Parents filed freedom of information requests with the federal government. The manner in which you do that is right in the back of American Marxism. And I just want to say this. I want to thank those who've read these books and who've followed the recommendations in these books. When the Tea Party rose, simultaneous with the Tea Party, Liberty and Tyranny came out. The number one conservative book of our generation. In terms of straight nonfiction. The number one. The number two book was the one that came out most recently. American Marxism. Where in the back it's laid out how you file freedom of information requests. How to go after school boards. How to go after teachers unions. Legal organizations to contact how to file complaints with the Internal Revenue Service, and so forth and so on. 
And you've been doing this. More when I return. Mark Lovin. Have you folks followed the crazy spending and debt created by Congress? This omnibus bill, massive new debt, debt like we've never seen before, money being drained out of the private sector, interest rates going up. Let me tell you something, folks. The debt causes massive effects on your savings, especially on your pensions. It affects IRAs and 401ks. It's a worry. And just one reason Americans get gold IRAs to diversify and protect their retirement. Augusta Precious Metals can help you. They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you saved $100,000 or more, sign up for their free one-on-one web conference for perspective on the economy and on opening a gold IRA. Tell them I sent you. They'll cover your fees up to 10 years. Call Augusta Precious Metals. Here's the number. 877, the number 4, gold IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. I only have a minute here. You know, folks, as much as I can, I share things with you. And that's often. I told you a couple of weeks ago, I've been having trouble breathing with minimal exertion. And, you know, last year I had a couple of stents and we did a thorough review of my heart, given my past uh, with heart disease and so forth. And the heart's doing fine. And so now we're looking at the lungs. There's something going on with the lungs. So I had a CAT scan of that, and we'll know in a day or two. But I'm starting to think, if there's nothing there, that it was the vaccine booster. If they can't find it in the heart, and we'll see what happens with the lungs... And I've had real specialists looking and looking. And I believe it had to be something with that booster. I don't think I'm surmising. I'm, I just think it's a matter of logic. I'll be right back. Have you folks followed the crazy spending and debt created by Congress? This omnibus bill, massive new debt, debt like we've never seen before, money being drained out of the private sector, interest rates going up. Let me tell you something, folks. The debt causes massive effects on your savings, especially on your pensions. It affects IRAs and 401ks. It's a worry. And just one reason Americans get gold IRAs to diversify and protect their retirement. Augusta Precious Metals can help you. They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you saved $100,000 or more, sign up for their free one-on-one web conference for perspective on the economy and on opening a gold IRA. Tell them I sent you. They'll cover your fees up to 10 years. Call Augusta Precious Metals. Here's the number. 877, the number 4, gold IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. Plastic conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Before we unravel some of this Twitter stuff, as I posted on my various social sites, you have two Republican 
city councilmen who've now been murdered in New Jersey within a week. One was a black woman, a Republican. Have you heard much about this? Does there seem to be much concern about this? I just tell you, because certain lives seem to mean more than others. They seem to mean more than others. It's like January 6th versus all the other riots that took place. The only person killed on January 6th was a peaceful protester. But you wouldn't know it. If you'd been asleep for 10 years and you woke up and you listened to the reporting. You know, the Democrat Party and the media have been hiding a lot about Hakeem Jeffries. Do you know a lot about Hakeem Jeffries, Mr. Producer? No. Does the New York Times know a lot about Hakeem Jeffries? Yes. New York Daily News? Yes. The Democrats know a lot about Hakeem Jeffries when they made him their leader. One day they want him to be speaker. Mark Paletta has done a dive into the background of Hakeem Jeffries. And he wrote about it. And my question is, why isn't this covered by the morning Schmo and Mr. Schmo? Or the bigot, Joy Reid? Or Andrea Mitchell? Or Jake Tapper? Or Sour Lemon? Or any of them? He writes, last week, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries attacked the Republican Party for removing Representative Ilhan Omar from the House Foreign Affairs Committee for her blatantly anti-Semitic public comments. But before attacking Republicans on this matter, Jeffries needs to own up to his own past, his past support for a notorious anti-Semite, and why he lied about this past support when he was a newly elected member of Congress. Isn't this a big deal? I mean, we heard for days about Trump and his dinners and so forth. Why isn't this a big deal? You want to find the real racists and bigots and anti-Semites, you look at the Democrat Party. There's a college senior serving on the Black Student Union Executive Committee at Binghamton University. Jeffrey strongly defended a notorious anti-Semite, his uncle. Professor Leonard Jeffries, who spews hatred, racism, and bigotry. After Hakeem Jeffries was elected to Congress, he was dishonest about his previous support for his uncle's anti-Semitic comments, nor does it appear he has ever repudiated his support of his uncle's views. Remember why I talked about this. In an infamous July 1991 speech, Leonard Jeffries claimed there was a conspiracy, and I'm quoting, planned and plotted and programmed out of Hollywood where people called Greenberg and Weisberg put together a system of destruction for black people. Professor Jeffries also claimed that rich Jews financed the slave trade. He also reportedly said in a classroom that Jews are dogs. According to one report, Professor Jeffries teaches his controversial hypotheses 
that African Americans are warm, humanistic sun people, and that European Americans are cold, materialistic ice people. People of African descent, Jeffrey states, have core spiritual values that people of European descent lack. And I quote. In an August 1991 article by Kenneth Stern reviewing Professor Jeffrey's record, Stern wrote, Dr. Jeffrey preaches Jew hatred like a religion. In order that Jeffrey's July 1991 speech demonstrated the centrality of anti-Semitism to his teachings. Shortly after this racist and anti-Semitic speech in 1991, which attracted national attention, eventually led to the City College of New York to fire him, Binghamton University's Black Student Union invited Professor Jeffries to speak at the university in February 1992. In response to the uproar that followed BSU's board, including Hakeem Jeffries, his nephew, held a press conference on campus to defend its invitation and rebut charges that Jeffries is anti-Semitic. Hakeem Jeffries stated, quote, We have no intention of canceling a presentation that contains factual information proven through scholarly documents and texts. The Black Student Union also lauded Professor Jeffries as a renowned historian and well-versed intellectual. According to a news report, Leonard Jeffries' speech at Binghamton again placed the blame for the denigration of the blacks in the movies on anti-black Jewish movie moguls and reiterated his claim that rich Jews played a significant role in African slave trade. Leonard Jeffrey's anti-Semitism continued well after his speech at Binghamton. 1994, the Associated Press quoted the professor, saying that Jews were like skunks and stunk up everything. When asked about his comment, Professor Jeffrey said that he didn't remember it. Isn't there free speech in America? In 2012, the Anti-Defamation League quoted Jeffrey saying that year, the evil genius of the Jewish community was to put together their powers to make business their religion and make it part of their culture. Leaders of several universities, African-American studies, have been critical of Professor Jeffries. Professor Henry Louis Gates at Harvard calls him the fringe. Professor Michelle Wallace at City College said, he's not rational, it's not possible to absorb sun people and ice people into a rational view. My view of Leonard Jeffries is that he's a maniac. When Hakeem Jeffries was elected to Congress in 2012, he tried to erase from his history his support for his uncle's virulent anti-Semitic teachings in a 2013 profile of Hakeem Jeffries in the Wall Street Journal. Jeffries dodged questions about his uncle's views, claiming, according to the reporter, that he disagreed with many of his uncle's theories, though he did not specify which ones. And in this same interview, Hakeem Jeffries claimed that as of 2013, he hasn't looked at his uncle's controversial speeches. It seems almost impossible to square with his statements in 1992 press conference that Professor Jeffrey's views are based on factual information, proven through scholarly documents and texts, and especially rejecting charges his uncle is an anti-Semite. Jeffrey's dissembling on this topic permeates the 2013 interview. For example... He claims that he had a vague recollection of the controversy surrounding his uncle, that his mother made a very deliberate, concerted effort to shield us from a lot of the controversy that took place. On the controversy surrounding Jeffrey's 1991 speech, Hakeem Jeffries claimed 
My brother and I were away at school. There was no Internet during the era, and I can't even recall a daily newspaper in the Bingham of New York area, but I wasn't covering the things that the New York Post and Daily News were at the time. Oh, really? Well, we know better, don't we? Now that he's the leader of the House Democrats, it's time for Congressman Jeffries to level with the public about where he stood in 1992, why he tried to paper over his past support, where he stands now and denounce his past views of his own uncle. That'll never happen. The Democrat Party is rife with people who have this mindset. Extensive. Extensive. And Hakeem Jeffries has never had to answer for it. As he's cheered and promoted to the leading Democrat in the House. And that really is not that surprising to me. Because this is what the Democrat Party has become. I want to move on to another issue and then I want to get to Twitter after the break. You see, President Trump has been personally attacking Ron DeSantis. As only Donald Trump can. But he's not alone. Larry Hogan's been trying to do his best at it. Uh, Others, Asa Hutchison, Chris Christie, same thing. In a different way. They all fear Ron DeSantis, apparently. Isn't that interesting? Do they think he's got the lead? Do they think he's the greatest threat? We have this guy, Chris Sununu, who looks like a child who's, who's consumed too much sugar as he bounces around in his seat. We've also seen... Governor Nome's staff trashed DeSantis as well. Why is that? 1976, I was among some young Turks in the state of Pennsylvania who, who endorsed a candidate that we were told cannot win. He cannot win Pennsylvania. He cannot win the East. It was Reagan. I was attracted to his views. My older brother, Doug, and I, we went and we heard him speak. He was introduced by the great late Senator Paul Laxalt in Philadelphia. We watched him speak again at a Republican event in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, in Montgomery County. I said, that's the man. I'd read about him already. I was studying a lot back then. I was a kid. Reading von Mises and Hayek and Friedman and Regularly, the National Review, the one magazine I subscribed to, I would watch Firing Line when I could, and other things. And other things. Reagan was the man. And Reagan had an 11th Amendment. You don't have to have an 11th Amendment, but he had an 11th Amendment. That he was going to run his campaigns above board, that he was going to fight on the issues and the substance. 
It was going to promote ideas. Thou shalt not attack another Republican. Now, I'll attack him all I want, but I'm not running for president. And that's where he stood. Unless he was in a debate and was viciously attacked, he would respond. But he had a strong agenda that he wanted to run on, a strong record, eight years as governor of California. He had ideas he wanted to promote. He wanted to persuade the American people. First, Republicans. He already had the core base. And then others. And I want to explain to Larry Hogan and Chris Sununu and others. And my advice to the president. We are not going to win the general election this way. We simply will not. They might win primaries this way. They are not going to win the general election this way. We must. We must win. We have to win. Persuade the American people of why we're better than those who seek to destroy the country. Persuade the American people of our principles, our values, our beliefs. And then maybe, just maybe, we will win the kind of landslide that Ronald Reagan won. Landslide. Landslide. Just a thought. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you folks followed the crazy spending and debt created by Congress? This omnibus bill, massive new debt, debt like we've never seen before, money being drained out of the private sector, interest rates going up. Let me tell you something, folks. The debt causes massive effects on your savings, especially on your pensions. It affects IRAs and 401ks. It's a worry. And just one reason Americans get gold IRAs to diversify and protect their retirement. Augusta Precious Metals can help you. They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you saved $100,000 or more, sign up for their free one-on-one web conference for perspective on the economy and on opening a gold IRA. Tell them I sent you. They'll cover your fees up to 10 years. Call Augusta Precious Metals. Here's the number. 877, the number 4, gold IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. We will have on the program in about 20 minutes, uh, Miranda Devine. Uh, she also watched some of this nonsense involving uh, the Bidens and how the Democrats were lying about everything. And of course, they're working with the media to try and cover up much of what's going on. Here's Biden in Tampa, Florida today uh, about Social Security. Cut 10, go. I know that a lot of Republicans, their dream is to cut Social Security and Medicare. Well, let me say this. If that's your dream, I'm your nightmare. (laughs) By the way, that may be redundant. I think they already think I am. But but if anyone tries to cut Social Security, we're going to stop it. 
Everyone tries to come now, in. I think you are the sleaziest person to ever serve in the Oval Office. That's what I think. You live by the lie. You live by the plagiarism. You don't give a damn who you hurt. You don't give a damn how you deceive and what you plunder. In my view, you're a very sick man. You have ripped off the American people your entire life. You've been on the dull, effectively, welfare. You and your family have used connections to get filthy rich. You knew that going through the Democrat Party, you'd have a level of immunity you could never have as a Republican. You were a racist and a segregationist. You were an anti-black racist. Now you're an anti-white racist. Really a, a desperate and peculiar man. And unfortunately, the most powerful man in the country. To the detriment of the American people. That's what I think. And when you have a media filled with cover-up artists and propagandists and demagogues, a media filled with low IQ Democrats and would-be Democrats, a media filled with radical left ideologues and grifters, like Scarborough, among others. The American people are not just ill-served, they're undermined. They're undermined. We have an FBI that's out of control, a Department of Justice that's out of control, a Department of Homeland Security that won't control the border. We are people who are not safe from enemies foreign and domestic. And you, sir, are the sleaziest, sleaziest man to ever be in the Oval Office. With your constant lies, you are a coward and you are a fool. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, yesterday's Twitter hearing. Let's jump in. Yoel Roth, his name has come up prominently in the reviews of the various emails and so forth by the reporters that have been made public. He's the former head of trust and safety at Twitter, a.k.a. the guy that controlled speech. Cut one, go. Consistently in its own research, Twitter found that users were unhappy with the company's approach to content moderation and that this dissatisfaction drove people away from the service. This has consequences for what we mean by free speech on social media. Again and again, we saw the speech of a small number of abusive users drive away countless others. Unrestricted free speech, paradoxically, results in less speech, not more. And it was our job in Trust and Safety to try to strike an appropriate balance. Well, first of all, you did 
appropriate balance isn't to blow off uh, doctors and scientists who disagree with Fauci or to blow off conservatives and conservative news sites and conservative commentators and citizens with a different point of view. So unrestricted free speech, paradoxically, results in less speech. I have no idea what he means by that. None. If somebody goes on Twitter and threatens to kill somebody, that should be restricted. Everybody agrees with that. Or somebody goes on Twitter with child pornography, that should be prevented. I think everybody agrees with that. We know there's limits. But when it comes to political debate or debate about science and debate about medicine and people have different views, that should not be restricted. It's called the competition of ideas. And that's how you get to facts. That's how you learn things. It goes back as far as Socrates. Socrates. Yujala Gadi, former head of legal policy and trust at Twitter. Look how they give themselves these names like Stalinists. Her name was prominently mentioned in the various emails, too. Cut to go. At no point did Twitter otherwise prevent tweeting, reporting, discussing, or describing the contents of Mr. Biden's laptop. People could and did talk about the contents of the laptop on Twitter or anywhere else, including other much larger platforms, but they were prevented from sharing the primary documents on Twitter. Still... Over the course of that day, it became clear that Twitter had not fully appreciated the impact of that policy on free press and others. As Mr. Dorsey testified before Congress on multiple occasions, Twitter changed its policy within 24 hours and admitted its initial action was wrong. This policy revision immediately allowed people to tweet the original articles with the embedded source materials. Relying on its long-standing practice not to retroactively apply new policies Twitter informed the New York Post that it could immediately begin tweeting when it deleted the original tweets, which would have freed them to retweet the same content again. The New York Post chose not to delete its original tweets, so Twitter made an exception after two weeks to retroactively apply the new policy to the Post's tweets. In hindsight, Twitter should have reinstated the Post account immediately. Well, that's nice. He did get to that conclusion eventually. But why did you tell Twitter that it must delete that which was fact and retweet it. Because that's our policy. No, that's not why you did it. That's not why you did it at all. You muscled through the election, didn't you? Annika Collier-Navarali, former Twitter employee at the hearing yesterday. Cut three, go. The second problem is that there is way too much power concentrated in the hands of too few. With January 6th and many other decisions, content moderators like me did the very best that we could. But far too often, there are far too few of us, and we are being asked to do the impossible. For example, in January 2020, after the U.S. assassinated an Iranian general and the U.S. president decided to justify it on Twitter, management literally instructed me and my team to make sure that World War III did not start on the platform. No person, people, or company should have that kind of unchecked power or that kind of responsibility. So here, the President of the United States as Commander-in-Chief orders an enemy of this country who has caused death and casualties to thousands of American soldiers to be killed in response to another attack on Americans. 
and Anika Collier-Navaroli, if I'm understanding her, was told to tamp it down by management. Tamp it down, would you? Cut four, go. You stated that uh, Donald Trump described his own tweets as little missiles. Why did that uh, stick in your mind? Yes, I, the, the quote that you're referring to, I'm, I don't remember exactly what news article that it was in, but it was a news article that I had read in which the former president said that he liked to send out his tweets like little missiles. To me, that sounded exactly like weaponization of a platform in his own words. And yet Twitter was not concerned. Oh, see, the Democrats have her as a witness. Now I get it. And this guy, Jamie Raskin, have you noticed he's at every hearing, whether it's impeachment or whether it's this stuff and whatever? Have you noticed? And he's always on the wrong side. Have you noticed that? That he's a complete unmitigated hack. And they bring her in because she says there wasn't enough control. They didn't control Trump enough. They didn't control speech enough. That was the problem. Yoel Roth, in response to Jim Jordan, cut six, go. Mr. Roth, did the government tell you that the Biden laptop story was fake? No, sir, they did not. Did they tell you it was hacked? No, sir, they did not. On October 14, 2020, Twitter blocks the New York Post story on the Hunter Biden Uh, the New York Post story on Hunter Biden and suspends their account. The night before, FBI Special Agent Elvis Chan sends you an email. The email says this, heads up, I will be sending a teleporter link for you to download 10 documents. It's not spam. Please confirm receipt when you get it. Two minutes later, 6.24 p.m., you respond back, received and downloaded, thanks. What were those 10 documents? Twitter didn't give me access to my laptop, but... Special Agent Chan has said publicly, and the FBI has confirmed that those documents did not relate to Hunter Biden, and that's my recollection of them. What did they relate to? My interactions with Agent Chan and with the FBI almost entirely focused on what the FBI called malign foreign interference, things like Russian troll farms and Iranian involvement in the elections. Russian troll farms. Nobody despises Vladimir Putin more than I, except the people who have died at his hands. And I thought this whole idea of Russian troll farms and so forth turned out not to be exactly true, right, Mr. Producer? That when they were investigating this and investigating this and investigating this, they couldn't find them, or they found something much less than the Democrats had been promoting. But you can see the way they talk. Twitter didn't give me access to my laptop. He means recently. He means recently. And so they know that all, all this interaction with the FBI, you know, they don't actually want it to be public. When we come back, Miranda Devine. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Yeah. 
If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service it kicks butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smart. Wireless. Ladies and gentlemen, before I get to more, the New York Times, Maggot Haberman and Glenn Mush. Former Vice President Mike Pence has been subpoenaed by the special counsel investigating, as they write, former President Donald Trump's efforts to cling to his office after he lost his bid for re-election. A person familiar with the matter said today, the move by the Department of Justice sets up a likely clash of executive privilege, which Mr. Trump has previously, you look at the partisanship, which he's previously used um, to try to slow, delay, and block testimony from former administration officials and various investigations into his conduct. So the president and former president, they can legitimately raise constitutional issues. I mean, what do they want Trump to do? Just surrender, put me in prison? It's pretty outrageous. Miranda Devine, how are you? Hi, I'm really well, Mark. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So the Democrats really are basically kamikaze Democrats, aren't they? They're just trying to to cover up and obstruct. And that's that's what you're pointing out in your piece, uh, correct? Exactly. Um, you know, we saw it today in Jim Jordan's House Judiciary Committee hearing into the weaponization of the federal government. And we saw it yesterday um, with James Comer's hearing into those Twitter uh, executives and their cover up of uh, various things, including the Hunter Biden laptop story when they censored the New York Post. And uh, it, at every every single time a Democrat uh, got to ask a question, they in both hearings, they made it all about January 6th, which is completely irrelevant, and Donald Trump, and talked about insurrections and so on. Um, they are complete one-trick ponies, and they don't care about the fact that the FBI is now going after um, ordinary Americans, ordinary mums and dads. Um, they're even labelling uh, Catholics, traditional Catholics, domestic terrorists. Um, they, uh, the FBI is completely out of control and Democrat voters are going to be targeted just as much as Republican voters. I mean, this is a, should be a bipartisan American problem, but the Democrats, all they care about is obstructing everything the Republicans are trying to do. And you know, Miranda, these shows like the Scarborough Morning Show or the Joy Reid Show or, 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 or this uh, Don Lemon Show... These shows add 
to the obstructionism, don't they, and the undermining of the effort. They, they're supposed to at least have some patina of newsworthiness, but they simply do not. They don't. They don't care what's happening to this country, in my view. I don't know if you want to comment on that. I completely agree with you. I mean, it's most of the media. Um, they're, they're not only just um, partisan and barracking for the other side, they're actually deliberately um, skewing the truth, uh, creating false narratives. Uh, you saw, for instance, I mean, Joy Reid's a classic example, but you saw Don Lamont the other night, or the other morning, he's on mornings now because he's so hopeless, um, actually start berating uh, his fellow female um, co-hosts uh, about um, not going hard enough, or, or actually it wasn't even about not going hard enough on James Comer, the chairman of the Oversight Committee, the Republican, but it was about um, even giving him a platform to talk. And then um, when one of his co-hosts pointed out, well, you know, this is a legitimate story that was in the New York Post, he scoffed and said the New York Post is an uncredible source, as if CNN is a credible source. Uh-huh. Uh, you just look at the Hunter Biden laptop story, Our stories have been proven time and again over the last two plus years to have been factual and accurate. CNN, we know that uh, they deliberately buried the story. They refused to follow the New York Post and they told lies. You had the Washington Post, the New York Times also ignore the story, pretend it was Russian disinformation, and they got Pulitzers for all the lies that they told uh, willingly as the sort of puppets of these rogue intelligence officials who are unsourced, unnamed in all their stories, for the Russia hoax, uh, the, the complete crippling of the Trump administration based on a, a completely false narrative. That's criminal, in my view, and they should not be getting Pulitzers. They should be going out of business. Mm-hmm. 100%, you're right. And But we have this testimony here. I mean, you've got parents, the setup memo that everybody sees was a setup. The evidence is uh, fingerprints are everywhere now uh, with respect to the parents and the National School Board Association and how fast the Department of Justice jumped the act on that. The treatment of Trump down in Mar-a-Lago versus this, this constant finding of documents with respect to Biden. And the spinning of the narrative on that whole thing, even that goes back to his Senate days, you can go case after case. You talk about the pro-lifers, but the anti-abortion activists in the in front of the homes of the justices, and of course, federal laws not enforced there. This is so bad. Here's my concern. My concern is when you have a country like this, where you have separation of powers, where where, where the law enforcement is supposed to be nonpartisan and just follow the rules and so forth and so on. And it's so out of kilter. And tens of millions of people know it, and they're frustrated, and they can't do something about it. Things begin to boil up. Do you you understand what I'm saying? I do. Absolutely, I do. Look, there's a perfect example in Arizona where um, an elderly rancher has um, just his his property has been completely overrun by illegal aliens, and uh, it, the the authorities don't help. The government has just abandoned the border, and so he has to protect himself and his sick wife, who he is the caretaker for. And uh, so he does that with his legal firearm. He shot an intruder, 
uh, you know, presumably fearing for his life. And he's now in jail on a $1 million bail. His wife is home alone. Uh, He's been charged with first-degree murder, even though uh, it was self-defence in his own home against someone who invaded. And, uh, you know, that's that's the the law now. It goes after law-abiding citizens who've been abandoned by the government and just have to live in a kind of a lawless badlands as he does in Arizona, as many of us do in New York and other Democrat-run cities around the country. And yet, if you try to uh, protect yourself because there's no police around to protect you, they slap you in jail uh, without without trial um, for for months, maybe years on end. This is uh, going to cause... It's the injustice of it has to cause in this country, which is not, you know, peopled by sheep, but by independent uh, men and women who, you know, fought a civil war once, they fought a revolutionary war. Americans are the most independent-minded people in the world, and they're not going to put up with it. They have a constitution, they have a bill of rights, they're not going to put up with it being trampled by these criminals, these, these government criminals. You're 100% right. I just think the the constant effort to control speech, to control events, to control how people respond to a pandemic that's, that's in an irrational way, to control the children in the classroom, to control what goes on by, by an independent branch of the government, the Supreme Court, to change the voting system to accommodate the, the ruling class, the abuses of the FBI. I mean, they go back. They go back decades, but but in particular, they're they're really at a high, and it's in your face. And then you're mocked and you're put down. They use the word MAGA like they mean to use the word Nazi. I think they're playing with fire, Miranda. I I agree, but I think the first thing that the Republicans are doing and ought to focus on is getting the FBI under control, either disbanding it or um, stopping it from being politicized and weaponized against conservatives. Well, you're fantastic. I want to thank you for everything you do. I know you need to go. God bless you, my friend. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. By the way, every one of these damn generals should be fired. Their asses should be thrown out on the sidewalk. They won't be. 
because the biggest one is in the Oval Office. But should the Republicans take over? Let me tell you why. Nobody's telling you why. Let me tell you why from my own experience, not in the military, but dealing with spies and intelligence agencies as a former justice official. We weren't chasing down parents and trespassers. The reason that balloon with all that technological equipment, communications equipment, gobbling up information about how, how communications are occurring and other data, hit all three of the major, not exclusively, but all three of the major nuclear missile sites. was to try and figure out how to prevent us from launching those missiles. If they could interfere with the manner in which we communicate, that is, an individual who operates missiles with the missile system, that's what they were trying to gather. It wasn't about your cell phones, it wasn't about text messages. They went to those sites for a reason. That's to figure out how to sabotage our ability to launch our missiles. That's why they were there. This is a massive, again, cover-up by the Biden administration and the Pentagon. Massive. Like the massive cover-up on the Biden documents. Like the massive cover-up on the Biden crime family and the Hunter Biden laptop starting there. Like the massive effort to try and damage the Republican Party, whether in the states with state legislatures or state legislators, to attack individual candidates, to go after Republican members of Congress. The Stasi are working with the Democrats because they're part of the Democrat power structure. That's why the Democrats are throwing themselves in front of these committees, sabotaging them, undermining them, diverting attention, That's what they're doing. Now, this piece started with ABC News, Catherine Falders and John Santucci. Former Vice President Mike Pence has been subpoenaed by the special counsel overseeing probes into former President Donald Trump, according to multiple sources familiar with the matter. So they're leaking. It's not immediately noticed. No leaks on Biden. None. It's not immediately clear what information the subpoena from the special counsel Jack Smith is seeking, but it follows months of negotiations between federal prosecutors and Pence's legal team. So Pence is standing up, folks. I haven't talked to him, but I can see he's not rolling over. Smith was appointed in November to oversee the investigation into Trump's potential mishandling of classified documents. And, and I quote the article, obstructing the government's efforts to retrieve them. This is how the media report, as well as separate probe into efforts by Trump and his allies to overturn the results of the 2020 election. What about the efforts by the Democrats to overturn the results of the 2016 election? No, 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 you don't understand. The move will be seen as a major escalation of Smith's probe and efforts by Trump and his allies to overturn the election. And that suggests that Smith's investigation has entered a more advanced stage. Yeah, like cancer. Now, I will try and explain this in a way that they can even understand it, media, media matters, but it won't matter. 
Media Matters is a front group for Soros and other assorted Marxists who hate America and seek to take it down. And they are subsidized by you, the American taxpayer, because they pretend that they're a non-profit, non-partisan organization when they conspire with the left and the media and the Democrats all the time. And I would encourage the Republicans to look into that organization, you know, just to make sure the IRS is functioning properly. Isn't that the way it goes? But I believe that strongly. The idea that the federal government, that a prosecutor appointed by uh, Merrick Garland, whose family is eyeball deep into the Democrat Party and Obama, and the prosecutor himself, who was effectively admonished by the U.S. Supreme Court for his overzealousness in going after a former Republican governor of Virginia by a unanimous court because he's out of control. They sent him to Hague to go after, you know, genocidal war criminals. But Merrick Garland brings him back to go after Donald Trump. The idea that he's subpoenaing state legislators The idea that he is subpoenaing records from a former vice president of the United States might be even trying to get him to compel testimony in front of a federal grand jury. The idea that the Constitution even contemplates such an individual with this kind of power when there were no U.S. attorneys and no Department of Justice is outrageous. If there's some reason to believe that there was graft, some reason to believe that a crime was committed, not some concocted crime of a hundred years ago where you're trying to concoct something new to apply to this situation. This is a very, very dangerous road that you can unleash a prosecutor Because it can be done to the Democrats, too. And look how they squeal like stuck pigs when Ilhan Omar is removed from a committee. After they remove two Republicans from all committees. All committees. They remove Green and Gosar from all committees. Not just a committee. Every Democrat voted for her to remain on that committee, despite the fact she's a racist and a bigot, a Marxist, and an anti-Semite. I think I covered the field. From the Foreign Affairs Committee, for God's sakes. So Pence is considering running for president, so they subpoena him. Donald Trump's announced that he's running for president, so they're investigating him with the, with the hopes and the intent of indicting him. See what I'm saying? Joe Biden and the crime family, untouched. He's untouched. Doesn't matter how many classified documents they find and how many places they find. No, 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 that's not obstruction. Let me ask you a question. You want to talk about obstruction? Let me ask you a question. First of all, Garland tried to cover up the whole thing right through the election, midterm election. But let me ask you a question. If you're Joe Biden and documents were found in your so-called think tank on November 2nd, 
don't reveal till November, December 20th that you have classified documents in your garage. Isn't that obstruction? And then you don't reveal after that that you have another document in your library until January 12th. Isn't that obstruction? And then you don't reveal until after that that you have six pieces of something. We don't have their folders or whatever. Isn't that obstruction? No, no, you don't understand. They immediately investigated and they looked and they... Really? It's fascinating to me. Well, Joe Biden knows that worse comes to worse. He's in Washington, D.C., and... There's no way that he would ever be charged, let alone convicted. And being president of the United States, he knows that the best legal arguments are against indicting a sitting president. That's why he smiles with that stupid look on his face. Because he feels he's, he's home free, scot free. Pretty much is. And he knows. He knows either by reading the news or by back channels that he's got his boys in place, whether it's the judges in D.C. or the attorney general and his staff of miscreants and malcontents and the reprobate who serves as the U.S. attorney in lieu of the U.S. attorney. He knows things have been lined up for him. That's what's going on. The Democrats are all in on it. That's why they're throwing their bodies in front of these investigative committees. That's why they're trying to sabotage these committees. The media know the same thing. Joe Scarborough is effectively one of these fools throwing his body in front of the train. That's how he gets paid. He's a grifter now. He's not alone, of course. MSNBC and CNN are in their back pocket. New York Times, Washington Post in their back pocket. They all know that. That's the way they operate now. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smart. Smarter Wireless. I want to thank many of you 
you went to the back, the last chapter of American Marxism, and you've been using it. Many parents groups have been using it. Many individuals have been using it in terms of filing freedom of information requests with the FBI or the Department of Justice generally. With the Department of Homeland Security, you've been using state equivalents of freedom of information laws to do the same on state officials, on school board members and superintendents and, and your school district. I'm hearing more and more about it. And the way to do it is right there in the back of the book. I want to thank those of you who've drawn to the attention of the IRS that they should be looking into organizations that you believe have been violating their tax status, whether it's groups like Media Matters or others, who are supposed to be nonpartisan and therefore don't pay taxes, as so many of them pretend but are not. I want to thank you, all you activists out there. It's very, very important that you keep it up, regardless of the politics, regardless of what goes on in Washington, D.C. Keep the pressure on. Battle critical race theory. Battle the sexualizing of your children. Battle the attacks on parenthood and information about your children that should be provided to your parents and parents should be making the decisions about their own children. Fight it. Continue to go to the school board meetings. Continue to demand transparency. Continue to go to the libraries and see what kind of filth and pornography that passes for free speech. Continue to look at whether your child is treated as a, as a victim or an oppressor simply because of their skin color. Check out their history books. I mean, this stuff's even in our medical schools now. Those of you who've taken out enormous loans, those of you who are young people who've worked like hell to get in the medical school, now you are being pulled into this entire ideology as they destroy the best health care system on the face of the earth. And I would encourage the lawyers out there and the legal organizations out there. Slip and fall lawyers even. I'm talking to you. If you decide to bring a lawsuit or litigate because you believe something took place that shouldn't have taken place. You make sure you include in your list of defendants the medical schools. Because if they are not going to base their decisions on merit, including admissions, if they are going to spend one minute teaching DEI, or critical race theory. That's one minute that hasn't been spent on the merit, professionalism, and actual education involving the health and welfare of the individual patient. We must bring the left to bow rather than them seeping into every aspect of our culture, entertainment, corporations, Government mandates, grants, contracts, the media. You're not a conspiracy theorist. You haven't lost your mind. It's everywhere now. 
And so everywhere we push back. I'll be right back. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. There's one other piece of this Twitter hearing that I wanted to cover with you. This guy, Jim Baker, was general counsel at the FBI. You might remember him, kind of a sleazeball. He wound up at Twitter, as many of these ex-FBI guys did. And he's questioned by Jim Jordan, because his name appears prominently, too, in the information that was released by uh, Elon Musk and his folks. So listen to this. Cut seven, go. Mr. Baker, you said you didn't talk with the FBI that day. Did you talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden laptop story prior to then or after that day? I, um, I'm trying to make sure I can answer this question consistent with the restrictions that I talked about in my opening. Simple statement. question. Did you yeah. talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story? I do. To the best of my recollection, I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story uh, before that day. Did you talk to him after it? You said your, your, don't your, response is real, your response is real specific to the chairman. You said, I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden laptop story that day. I assume that day is October 14th. I want to know if you talked to him on the 13th or before, or if you talked to him on the 15th and after. I don't recall speaking to the FBI sitting here today. I don't recall speaking to the FBI at all about the Hunter Biden matter. Well, then why did you, answer, you answer it the way you did? I beg your pardon? Uh, I yield back then. Yeah, he yields back because it's very frustrating. The guy's just playing games. We know he had a, a very significant role just from the information that was released. And why would they hire this guy over at Twitter? To be, I think he was the deputy general counsel or something that sort. Why was he involved in these discussions? Cut eight, go. So we don't know how many people had security clearance. <clears throat> Twitter, do we know? Mr. Baker, Mr. Gaddy, and Ms. Gaddy, anyone know how many people on Twitter had a security clearance in the 30 days prior to the election? I don't know the answer to that question, Ms. sir. Ms. Gaddy? I do not know. Mr. Mr. Roth, you don't know? No, sir. Well, how about the last one? Ms. Navaroli, do you know? No. I mean, the, the, it seemed like the offer was to sort of just hand them out like candy. I was just wondering who had them. <coughs> no one knows? Okay. Yeah. Good questions. And there were a lot of great questions, as a matter of fact. Even by our friend Nancy Mace, I might say. She was very good, as a matter of fact. She was really focusing in on, none of you people have medical degrees, you know, medical backgrounds, and yet there are these brilliant scientists and doctors at Stanford and Harvard that had different opinions than the CDC and so forth. And you banned them. You banned what they had to say. And she pointed out, that she had taken the vaccine a few times. And I think one of her hands shakes, her left hand now shakes. And some other ailment she feels. She's been tested a thousand different ways, as I have. And she thinks it was one of the boosters that she got. Because what else could it be? 
And we're about to find that out in my case, too, I suppose. So these people are responsible for actually hurting people, their health and their welfare, with their propaganda. And it was clear they were meeting with the FBI. The FBI was communicating with them. The FBI felt very comfortable sending emails to them. The FBI was pushing the false narrative about Russia. The FBI was in disinformation mode. And now that the Republicans are trying to get to the bottom of the censorship, the Democrats are trying to stop them. Every damn one of them. It's kind of shocking, isn't it? There's a story here. I guess it's the Washington Examiner, I think. Yeah. By Gabe Kaminsky. Disinformation Inc. Meet the groups hauling in cash to secretly blacklist conservative news. It's the first part in a series of investigative reports. Well-funded disinformation tracking groups are part of a stealth operation blacklisting and trying to defund conservative media, like costing the news companies large sums in advertising dollars. A Washington Examiner investigation found these people are... Jack-booted Marxists, that's what they are. Major ad companies are increasingly seeking guidance from purportedly nonpartisan groups, claiming to be detecting and fighting online disinformation. The same disinformation monitors are compiling secret website blacklists and are feeding them to ad companies with the aim of defunding and shutting down disfavored speech. According to sources familiar with the situation, public memos and emails obtained by the Washington Examiner. Brands which have been seeking to promote products online through multiple websites to expand their digital footprint are turning to corporate digital ad companies keyed into global markets. And in truth, some of these companies are contracting disinformation trackers to obtain private information about which websites they should purportedly defund. The Global Disinformation Index, a British group with two affiliated U.S. nonprofit groups sharing similar board members, is one entity shaping the ad world behind the scenes. GDI's CEO is Claire Melford former senior vice president for MTV Networks. And his executive director is Daniel Rogers, a tech advisory board member for Human Rights First, a left-leaning nonprofit group that says disinformation fuels violent extremism and public health crises. It's devastating Mike Benz, the State Department ex-deputy assistant for internal communications and information policy, told the Washington Examiner, The implementation of ad revenue crushing sentinels like NewsGuard, Global Disinformation Index, and the like has completely crippled the potential of alternative news sources to compete on an even economic playing field with approved media outlets like CNN and the New York Times. These people do not want to compete. They want to destroy. They want to silence. We don't even know who they are. They operate in the shadows. They are funded by billionaires and millionaires. 
CDI's mission is to remove the financial incentive to create disinformation, they say. And its core output is a secretive dynamic exclusion list that rates news outlets based on their alleged disinformation risk factor, according to its website. There are at least 2,000 websites on this exclusion list, which have had a significant impact on the advertising revenue that has gone to those sites, Milford said on a March 2022 podcast episode. Along with similar organizations, CDI has been raking in cash as funding pours into disinformation tracking its charity in San Antonio, Texas. Posted $345,000 in revenue in 2020. While its affiliated private foundation saw its roughly $19,600 revenue jump in 2019 to over 569000 in 2020, according to tax records. This is a very important story. And the reason I'm bringing this up to you right now is because my next guest is Eric Bowling. And there's been an effort, and it's been successful, to deplatform Newsmax from one of the satellite networks. From one of the satellite networks. Obviously, I'm not on Newsmax, I'm on Fox. But I believe in competition. I believe in conservative voices having a shot. And Newsmax and uh, ONA and Fox, I mean three platforms compared to a thousand platforms that the left have. And they want to put us all out of business. And they make a run every, every so often at conservative talk radio too. And so they're not just going after advertisers, they're going after platforms to try and get conservative entities deplatformed. Or let me put it this way, non-left-wing entities. Remember that letter that was written by those members of Congress trying to deplatform Fox and Newsmax and the others? So Eric will be on in a few minutes. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, my friend Eric Bowling, it's been a while. How are you? Mark, I'm doing great. and It really is. It, it's great to be back on with you, my friend, the great one. Awesome. Well, awesome. Um, you're a good man. Great. Doing real yeah. well, sir. Yeah. How's your wife? Everybody okay? Everyone's wonderful. Wife is right. perfect. We moved down to, to, the, to the, free, the free estate in Union, Florida, and, you know, doing some TV from down here. You know what, maybe you're, you live near where we do down there. We'll have to talk about that. All right, but not on the air. Um, so you work at Newsmax, and tell me, tell the country what's happened there now. What, what, did, what happened yeah. to Newsmax's platforms? So, so, you know, before I get into what happened, I just want, I would love all your listeners to understand what a patriot you are, what a, what a true conservative you are, because, yep, yeah, I'm working at Newsmax, and, and, yeah, I called my good friend Mark Levin and said, look, we got, we got a situation where I think we should let the country know about the censorship that, that's going on, the conservative voices. And, and Mark immediately said, come on the show, let's talk about it. I, that's just fantastic. Anyway, so DirecTV is owned, 70% of it is owned by AT&T. Uh, DirecTV dropped OAN, another conservative uh, news network, smaller, but 
dropped them a year ago, last April, um, for whatever reason. So uh, our Newsmax contract comes up with DirecTV, and they they tell Chris Reddy, the, the chairman, the founder chairman, that they're not going to pay him anything for the content. So there's a back and forth, um, you know, the way these things, these contracts go, they, they haggle, they negotiate. Meanwhile, in the meantime, there are 22 liberal stations on DirecTV, liberal. Well, they lean left, they're liberal, and they're all being paid for their content. But they say they're not going to pay a dime for, for the Newsmax content. So, of course, Newsmax says, well, you know, that's not fair. Let's, let's negotiate. And they walk away from the, the bargaining table. So we're on this push to, to, let, to let people know Congress is getting involved. Numerous senators, Ted Cruz has, got, has, has gotten uh, involved, Rand Paul. They're all getting involved. They all are, are wanting to call attention to the fact that they're big, big cable providers who are, who are making these decisions based not on monetary decisions, which we as libertarians, Mark, you and I would say, hey, do what's best for your company and your shareholders. We get that. But these decisions appear to be made over, over politics and editorial decisions. And, and we thought it was a, a, you know, a, a, something that the country should understand that's going on. And it's not, not so quietly going on anymore. So let me ask you this. Uh, do they have a stated policy about which... Uh, companies pay and which companies don't? Apparently not. And, and, and that's part of the problem. You know, I, I was mm-hmm. on with, uh, with, with Judge Napolitano mm-hmm. earlier today, and he said it might be an antitrust situation. He said it likely is an antitrust because <clears throat> e- e- even if there is no stated policy, if they're paying far smaller networks, television networks, far smaller, Vice and you know, a litany of other 22 leaning left and liberal stations. They're paying them for the content, but they're choosing the, you know, they did the same thing with OEN a year ago. They did it with, with news. They're doing it with Newsmax now. And, you know, the point is, is well, who's next? And are they going to mm-hmm. continue to do it until they've completely shut out the conservative voice in, in America on television? And, and that is a real threat, a true, a true uh, existential threat to, to, to the conservative voice in America. If the cable providers won't hold you and won't carry you, then how do you get your, your message out? Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know there there's the backroom deals and they're pressured like by members of Congress, and they may have something AT&T that they want done by Congress, and they'll say, okay, we'll get rid of these guys if you give us this or that. Do you think uh, the Republicans in the House might hold a couple hearings on this? We hope so, and they said they will. Um, they've, they've said they're going to do that, and I think it'll be very interesting to see, you know, the chairman of AT&T or who's ever running direct TV to answer some questions. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. look, look, AT&T has many, many contracts with the U S government, many contracts. We've talked mm-hmm. about them over the years. Some of them seem to be shady. Who knows? Are they shady? I don't know. I will tell you that as recently as 2021, they had a $50 million deal with NASA They've had NASA deals straight through with, with putting satellites. You know, I think I, I believe AT&T's first ever satellite was uh, on board a NASA uh, rocket ship, mm-hmm. which is fine. Okay, so there's deals, and you make a negotiated deal. But if you're going to take taxpayer money from NASA, right, it, it comes in all colors. It's green, but it also comes from you know both liberal and conservative tax, tax dollars being collected. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, at least have some sort of – you know, fairness policy. What is your what, what is your algorithm that tells you whether or not you're going to 
pay for content or you're not. I just don't, don't understand how the fourth largest cable network in America gets pulled because they don't want to pay for content, yet they'll do tiny, tiny liberal uh, networks and they'll pay, pay them for their content. I don't think there's any doubt. This is about content. This is about um, uh, trying to have a, a uniform message. Uh, I, I just don't trust the government at all anymore, Eric. And I don't trust these massive multinational corporations either anymore. You and I, we believe in the market system, but we don't believe it should be corrupt either. And we don't believe it should be a mouthpiece for government or a, or a surrogate for the government. Uh, when you silence conservative voices, obviously you're silencing critics of the government. On the left, you're not. They want more and more government. So uh, big government and big business together is a very rotten situation. So what happens now? Yeah, I, I, you know, well, one of, you know, one of the alarming things is that this came, this, this uh, deplatforming of, of Newsmax came shortly after a couple of Democrat uh, congresspeople at the behest of Nancy Pelosi wrote a letter mm-hmm. suggesting that they deplatform. All right, hold on. Don't hang Newsmax up. And, and Fox. Don't, don't hang up. I want to pursue that with you. I remember that letter. And they went after OAN, they went after Newsmax, they went after Fox or anyone else they didn't like. And I believe the radical left told them to push that letter, too. So stick with me. We'll be right back with Newsmax's Eric Bowen. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. The new American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. I'm with my dear friend Eric Bowling of Newsmax. Before we we move ahead, Eric, let me remind people this letter. Uh, Reason wrote about it, as did many at the time. Uh, Two Democrat members of the House sent letters to presidents of Comcast, AT&T, Verizon, Cox, Dish, other cable and satellite companies implying that they should either stop carrying Fox News, One America's News, and Newsmax, or pressure them to change their coverage. According to the lawmakers, these conservative channels are responsible for promoting misinformation and political violence. Uh, 
was released in advance of the House Committee on Energy and Commerce's hearing on disinformation and extremism in the media. So I would argue, unlike Napolitano, I would argue that this could be a First Amendment violation because if you can find during discovery that these companies were acting in response to members of Congress, and we have this letter, which couldn't be clearer than day, uh, then they are, in effect, acting as a surrogate of the government in violation of uh, freedom of the press and free speech. That's what I would argue. Now, that said, isn't this uh, pretty obvious? This is the sort of thing that's taken place here. It is to me. You know, it's happening. First of all, really strange timing on all that. This letter, they send a letter, and and what do you know? What do you know? AT&T drops OAN. Then they come after Newsmax, and and they'll, they'll just work their way up the food chain, unfortunately. And, you know, until someone pushes back. And, and we've been pushing back hard. Uh, you know, we're, we have these campaigns, you know, call, you know, 877 Newsmax or, or, or I want Newsmax. And, and, and they, they sign. Well, hold on now. Who should they listen. call? You can tell us. You can tell us what well, number. Well, it's 877-NEWSMAX, it's and it'll direct you to how you sign a petition to support free speech and anti-censorship going on in, in, in the media. Specifically mm-hmm. directly me now and whomever else. Um, mm-hmm. You know where, where does it stop? I mean, thank God, radio is still one of the bastions where you can hear conservative voices. Thank mm-hmm. God for Mark Levin show. I mean, but but will they get to will, once they work their way through television? Well, you know, is Fox next? I don't know. Will they t- start coming after radio? Maybe. It's, it's scary. What's the way how fast the country's moving? left and, and until mm-hmm. people stand up and stop get involved tell your congress people it's got to stop it won't 877 newsmax and that'll get you to where you need to go correct that's it that's it 877 no, newsmax all right that's buddy. It. that is it well keep us informed if anything changes shoot me an email or something let me know i was out of town I last will. week but I- i'm here now I will. I shall. And you are such a, you know, if folks, if, it, if there's nothing else, that man right there, Mark Levin, he oh, cares gee. about the conservative voice. It's not about Mark or his own thing. It's about conservatism in America. And, you know, God right. bless you, you're, brother. You're a sweetheart. Take care, buddy. God bless to you, too. This is unbelievable. I want competition. I want more platforms. I want them all. Unlike the left that seeks to destroy everything. Seeks to compel Here's the piece. It was written February 22, 2021, almost exactly a year ago, by Robbie Sov. Lawmakers to cable providers, why are you letting news channels say these things? Two Democrat members of Congress sent letters to the presidents of Comcast. This is last year. AT&T, which is, what's, uh, which is who owns the uh, DirecTV. Verizon, Cox, Dish, and other cable and satellite companies implying that they should either stop carrying Fox, One American News, which, of course, has been dropped, and Newsmax, which is now being dropped from DirecTV, or pressure them to change their coverage. According to the lawmakers, these conservative channels are responsible for promoting misinformation and political violence. How much you want to bet there's communication between this AT&T and DirecTV and these others, in addition to this letter. This is brazen. 
It was written by Anna Eshoo, A-hole, California. I don't know if she's still there. And Jerry McNerney, also of California. Unbelievable. The committee members with some frequency, excuse me, the committee members also sent the letter to Roku, Amazon, Apple, Google, and Hulu. Digital companies that distribute cable programming reports the New York Times. False claims do appear with some frequency on conservative news channels, he writes, streaming services and social media, but they also appear in the New York Times, on CNN, and other mainstream information outlets. The First Amendment prohibits Congress from infringing on free speech, and that includes the freedom of companies to decide what kind of speech appears on their platforms, and that's what needs to be determined if there's a lawsuit and discovery, and I bet you that you'll see that these Democrats were behind this. Make no mistake, the letter to television providers was an act of intimidation. It's an act of intimidation. Comcast, not Congress, decides whether to carry Newsmax. Mark Zuckerberg, not Congress, decides whether Facebook will deplatform and so forth and so on. It's really kind of, uh, it's, it's just, uh, and it's happening. That's the point. That's what Eric's point is. It's happening. That's what's happening. OAN was whacked. Now they're going after Newsmax. It's a tiny little sliver of AT&T and DirecTV's business. But they can't, they can't have it. That's why I tell you, I don't know how long I'm, I'm going to be on radio. Who knows? They're not going to be able to silence me with podcasting and everything, but who knows? We've had stations threaten us in the past, haven't we, Mr. Producer? They want to take the third hour away, or they, they, they're local this and local that. It's always a pretext to try and silence me and to silence you and to destroy the message, the conservative message. Now, they deny it. So you have to diversify. So we have podcasting. We have our wonderful affiliates on AM and FM radio. We have our great satellite partners. We have online. We have the Mark Levin app. We have the iHeart app. So we're on multiple platforms. But they, they, you know, people create pretexts, pretexts to try and silence speech. I've been around too long. I've seen it too often. And that's what's happening to Newsmax. I like Newsmax. I like Chris Ruddy. I like my buddy Brian. Uh, Brian. Eric. And others who work over there. They're good people. doesn't mean I don't compete against them. Of course, when I'm on my show, I compete against everybody. But so what? You don't see Republican congressmen writing letters like this. You just don't see them writing letters to these massive, woke corporations saying, hey, uh, you know, MSNBC and CNN and the rest of the crap, if they don't straighten up, if they don't get rid of this Joy Reid and the, uh, and the loathsome uh, Joe Scarborough, and the other smear merchants and character assassins, you know. Then there's going to be violence in the country. So you got to either improve or get rid of them. They don't, we don't do that. We just show them to be the asses that they are. 
But that's not how they operate. They want to destroy us. How many runs did they take at, at Rush Limbaugh? It was constant. In fact, Media Matters existed to try and destroy Rush Limbaugh. That was their whole purpose. That's how they got tens of millions of dollars. And over the course of years, hundreds of millions of dollars from Democrat activists, Democrat billionaires and millionaires, Soros and everything, to try and take Russia. Now they try and take out talk radio and they try and take out Fox. They want us deplatformed too. They try and put pressure on corporations like Cumulus or Westwood One or iHeartRadio from time to time. Why do you think they monitor us to try and twist our words? Not because they're interested in a debate. To put fake headlines up and twist words and create provocations and controversy. And then they push it out to the rest of their friends of the media. And they push it out to the Democrats in Congress. They're just trying to get a rise, stir things up, trying to get people angry, trying to get rid of people. We don't do that. Look, I condemned Joe Rogan yesterday because he deserved it. But what else did I say? I don't want him fired. Not that he would be. Don't want my say so, but I, I don't. Shouldn't be silenced. Just understand what he said. His anti-Semitism. His bigotry. I don't care how big he is. I don't care how many listeners he has. It is what it is. But they, no, no, no. You got to get rid of the guy. And they run campaigns. I read you that piece. I started reading you that piece before Eric came on. Eric Bowling. About the effort that's underway now. We're going to pursue that more tomorrow as well. And I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. How much time do I have, Mr. Producer? Well, let's speak to somebody. To whom shall I speak? Ah. XM Satellite, Stephen in Springfield, Massachusetts. How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm doing just great. Um, fantastic show, as always. Uh, plus, you. you have great Thank music, too. Thank you. It, it's a bonus. It, it's a bonus. I'm going um, to be a DJ I, one day, maybe in my next life. <laughs> I, I, I play some music. I, I, I'm a chameleon. I like all kinds of music, but you, yes. you play some good stuff. And I'll tell you, your producer is really good, too. He doesn't just let anybody on the radio. Oh, no, no, the you, call screener. Yeah, that's right. You, we you have high it. standards here, uh, no fools. Well, that, that's good. Um, yeah. But any, I, I have kind of yeah. like a, a weird idea I want to run yes. by you because, um, you know, our DOJ, and, our DOJ and our FBI, they act like they're a separate branch from government of mm-hmm. government, you know, like mm-hmm. legislative, judicial, and FBI, and, and uh, it, it, no, it's not like that. They were mm-hmm. constructed by statute from Congress. That's right. And um, I, actually, um, if you want to get technical, the FBI and CIA are actually beholden to Congress. Correct. Congress enacted the statutes by which they exist, and Congress could strip them of their statutes. Congress can strip them of certain authorities. Congress can slash their budgets. Congress can slash their personnel numbers. Congress can abolish them. president has to sign all these laws, but there's no reason why they can't put stuff in omnibus bills if they're going to be there anyway. But there are things that they can do, and uh, I hope you folks can check out my monologue. It's on our social sites or on the Internet from Sunday night. Because I laid out things that Congress can do as a matter of constitutional law 
because here here you have Republicans investigating the FBI and the Department of Justice, which is responsible for enforcing any contempt that is ordered by Congress, and they're not going to do it. So what do they do? Just take a listen. I'm out of time. Folks, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, the men and women in Taiwan and Ukraine, the freedom fighters there, and all of you folks. God bless each and every one of you. Have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you tomorrow.